Nerd Circle Rewind with Jesse, Dave, and Ben. Yeah. Welcome everyone to episode 119 where we are reviewing WWF In Your House 11 Buried Alive. I'm Jesse joined by Dave. Hey. And Ben. Yo. It is March 2nd. And we're excited to be here. We are. It is March 2nd. Holy I know. Cow. Two months have gone. 28 days until I turn 38. Oh, my God. And and that's when we kick him out of the group. Don't tell him. Yeah, we have an age cap. Like yeah. A, like, a, like an age limit. Once yeah. you Come on. 39. 40. Okay. Once you hit 40, you're done. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna have to you guys so... might be done before I'm 40. Six we're, more years for me. We're, we're going to have to negotiate with this agent to make sure yeah. that's okay. Because that's... Might be a that makes sure it's a beneficial agreement for all parties. That's right. Mr. Sacco is my agent, though, just so you know. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mine's uh, Santino's, the Cobra. Ah, uh, yes. He never ours? named it? No, I think it's called just the Cobra. It's the Cobra. I think it's just the Cobra. Oh. So you could use... Is there anybody else that used... Do I get Santina's Cobra? <laughs> <laughs> Cobrina. 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 <laughs> yeah, baby. Good God. <laughs> on, on that note, <laughs> let's go to some body slam. Body slam on current events with Dave Body. And now, here's Dave. All right, welcome to Body Slam, everyone. So, we are going to be talking about a local professional wrestling academy here in Calgary called the Workhorse Fitness Performance Center. Initially, it was called the Pro Fitness Wrestling Academy. However, Tyson Kidd, TJ Wilson, agreed to become the spokesperson slash ambassador for them after viewing their facility. Their facility has two 18-foot rings and life-size sticky Velcro posters all around. Like It's a beautiful facility, and TJ told them that next to the NXT facility, it was top-notch. So, with that happening, they now became the World Course Performance Fitness Center, which is also attached to a gym. Uh, a gym. So, it's the only wrestling academy in Canada that is actually attached to a gym. Oh, wow. So, with the Lance Storm closing of the Storm Wrestling Academy, this opened them up a great opportunity. And with that being said, we have joined forces as a way to help support them, to speak about them. The they have yeah, the powers. That's only a two-person handshake, guys. So I can't. Get Nobody wants the Ultimate Warrior in anything. Okay, lawnmowers. <laughs> no, normal people don't handshake. I will tear down the door. <laughs> so. Now we, I wish that happened in real life. That would have been <laughs> phenomenal. Now, the reason why I know so much about the facility is I also work at the gym that the facility is in. Well, so you can, go you go there from certain hour to certain yeah, hour. And I'm working uh, I, is up in the air. And I'm uh, I'm there. You're there. <laughs> I'm at the front desk. I, I do some towels and cleaning. He's getting paid. <laughs> so I see it on a daily basis. I saw them when they build it from the ground up, and it's just it's an amazing facility. They also offer exclusive stuff within their training facility. Like if you're an out-of-country uh, aspiring wrestler, they'll actually pay for your hotel accommodations. They'll pay for your travel to and from the uh, hotel room. They Gosh. pay for your meals, which I believe they just said accommodations. They, they, they take good care of you. That sounds like um, that would be a little unheard of. Yeah, it's very unique. Um, they also have the announcement that their first ever training signed with WWE NXT in October 2019. Ah, wow. So that's a great lineage right there. Yeah. Uh, the coaches are Bruce Hart, who is in, who is what's known as an in-ring handler coach. Uh, Ali Farhat, which is the beast from the Middle East. He's the intensity coach. Uh, Chris Knight is also another coach. I don't know if they announced his official area he's coaching. They also have Torn Rex Hart, who is the amateur wrestling coach. They had Steve Gillespie, rest in peace. Um, but he's, uh, you know, an honorable member, so they always speak of him. And then they have uh, Vinny Fever, who is also was the co-owner oh, yeah. of Can Am. He's also one of the coaches too. I've seen Vinny Fever. Yeah. yeah. So Cow he's. They're all shows. great people. Having Bruce Hart involved was huge for them. 
because Bruce and Triple H are very, very close friends to the point that when Bruce's wife sadly passed away a month and some ago, Triple H and Stephanie sent her him flowers. So that was a great addition for the coaching staff. Uh, Godfather, the WWE Hall of Famer Godfather, was at the facility two weeks ago, and he said that he agreed that he'd be doing a seminar at the facility in May. So lots of big stuff happening for Workhorse Fitness Performance Center. More things to come, and as a result of this uh, joining forces, we're going to be calling the premier performer from now on the Workhorse Performer. And I think that's a better fitting name, to be honest. Yes, it is. Because especially with who we give it to. Yeah. Uh, the Tool of the Night will probably stay that way because that's the best name for it. <laughs> that will never change. Unless so, there's a better name than Tool, which I don't <laughs> So please. The, the Jim Duggan Honorary Mention. <laughs> the, the, Jim, the Jim Duggan uh, Legacy Award every year. <laughs> this just seems too long. <laughs> Tool of the Night just seems like... He's never going to be on our show, is he? No. Okay. Jim Duggan? Yeah. No. And for my sake, he can't because I'd just be like asking him the dumbest questions. <laughs> Why did you always have snot coming out of your nose in every match? Did you not blow your nose before you went out? It's <laughs> the first thing I fucking asked the guy. Okay. So from yeah. here on, just feel free to follow them. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They're launching a YouTube channel soon, which will be where you can find videos of them doing R drays and practicing and training. And I can't wait to see what happens because there's a lot of stuff that I do know that I can't announce yet that are coming, and it's pretty incredible, especially. My favorite thing is they're the only wrestling academy in Canada that has an attached gym to it, which gives a whole new like element to it. Mm-hmm. So Workhorse Fitness Performance Center, follow them everywhere on social media. We will announce things that they announce as well, like they announce a show coming up because they, they do have a wrestling promotion starting in Lebanon, which has Godfather and Billy Gunn uh, announced for it. So that's pretty good, especially in Lebanon. Like That's, that's a great... Uh, Country city? Is that a city or a country? It's a country. Is it a country? Okay, yeah. it's a great country to have wrestling in because I saw that the average, the average income is $65,000. So that's some pretty smart yeah. business there. Yep. And with that, last week we had the top five best entrance music. It only makes sense to do the top five worst. I found that this best was the best into the worst. Yeah, best into the worst. Um, right out of the gate, I'll announce it. Next week we're going to do the top five wrestling or top five female wrestlers as per chris olsen female wrestler what finishers 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 you just said female wrestlers it was a surprise okay i wanted to give you a cliffhanger until you yell at me to tell you what it was (laughs) (laughs) that's a you know chris olsen who keeps giving us a lot of suggestions and we're not doing top five female porn finishes no no okay because then that would just be them on their knees with their mouth open yeah just never it's, it wouldn't be a fun. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I figure with that being said, Ben, you can go first. Really? Yes, I you feel. Right. I, it's a 50-50 you know, chance. So. <laughs> Do we look at first? <laughs> Basically. I didn't really. You know, I just. Oh, is there, cri- is there criteria no, to this? No, no. No? Okay. They are just awful songs that just so that's really criteria. stuck out. <laughs> Just stuck out of my head. I mean, it was the best of the worst. You know, we don't discriminate against oxymorons here at Square Silver Rewind. Um, Bertha Faye. Oh, sweet Bertha Faye. You don't like that? No. Oh it didn't God. seduce you? It's terrible. It didn't seduce you? <laughs> it didn't make you, you, like, excited to see who's coming out? Hmm. Now Davis. <laughs> magically one of my top worst themes. <laughs> I don't know how he did that, but he managed to do that. That's what I'm good at. Um... Another one, Billy and Chuck. God, that's awful. You that song. look so good to me. You don't like that song no. either? No, that's but a horrible song. They didn't look good to you at no, all? No, that was terrible. <laughs> right. It was so bad. Was it the song or the entrance? <laughs> I think a little bit the of both. entrance didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, Virgil. I don't even remember his. He had oh, a theme? Oh, yeah, he did. And you're talking like when he first left Ted DiBiase. Yeah. And I had the... Ah, yes. Yeah, remember? It sounded like video game music. Yes, yes. Oh. Yes, and he'd come up. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like they were trying to do a... Like a synth-pop version of, like, Rocky's theme for him. Because he had, like, a boxing-type gimmick. 
but it was just it not, was bad. It was very bad. Yes, they failed. Um, everyone, um, if you're listening to this, definitely like search out these songs. We were considering putting them on, but we didn't want to go through the copyright stuff. To be quite honest, yeah. But uh, search out these songs and listen, and and let your ears bleed like they did for us. And we couldn't do afford it because well, we can't afford it. That's why. That's it. That's it. Oh, well, I, I had to apparently pay Jesse five bucks for a new core. Like I'm running naked five. <laughs> like, well, I'm losing money on this one. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, number uh, another one is Bastion Booger. It's basically this. It's a guy sitting on the toilet, pretty much, is what the theme is. Oh, oh. And Bastion Booger would he he does not help. He didn't even need the song. music to be honest. No, he, he could just walk out. It was basically a guy just like sounds of guys burping, you know, taking a shit. I do on remember the that now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. It's terrible. Thank you for bringing back that memory. You're well, welcome. <laughs> hey, hey, you can thank Chris for uh, you know. <laughs> mentioning that we should do yeah that. so Start, yeah. starting the ball here uh, open pandora's box to a whole bunch of possibilities there and my number one because i just want to drive my face through a wall every time i heard this song the right to censor thing oh my god yes oh my god yes wow yeah yeah, yeah there was like that. there was no change in it it was just no siren over and there was like a little bit of like beep, a drum beep, it was like a, no there was no drum Oh, I found, must have found a remix on YouTube then. There, there is a remix out there, but like the original one was just like. Eh, eh, oh. eh, eh. Hey, the good, the Godfather or Goodfather good was father. a member of that. He was. We should actually ask him. What do you think of that theme? If you like, he probably, probably like. Probably maybe I'll make it one of my next inv- my one of my things uh, on uh, the adventures of Ben trying to befriend people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't got the damn response, but I'm going to keep trying, damn it. And those are my top five. Jesse. All right, so two of mine are the same as Ben's. What? Yep. Oh, Sweet Birth of Faith. <laughs> that song is absolute garbage. Every YouTube compilation I've, I I watched to give me ideas, that song was always on it. And, and I also picked the right to censor theme because just like Ben, I, I figured to, one of you. I wanted to drive my head through a goddamn wall here in that thing. I just hated the sound. It bothered me. <laughs> terrible. It, it terrible. It's it's where you wish you had PVR back then. Yes. Where you could just skip it. Yes. But unfortunately, to watch um, I also picked the whole effing show, the RVD theme when he was in Impact. Oh it's yeah, that awful. was bad. He's using it today to at this time, and it'd be like Robin the whole of Joe and I'm just like what the fuck is this it's like he made a show and then and then so like you think it's gonna yeah you think it's gonna be like a rock tune and then it turns into like some fucking Van uh, Assassinator boy band rap thing and I'm just like I don't know but boy band's more of a just some ska punk metal just singing in their garage just making it up as they went along it's awful. <laughs> um, and then in the another, this is the McMahon category, and I couldn't pick between the two, so I picked uh, I picked Shane McMahon. Here comes the money because that's the dumbest fucking thing ever. It's awful. And also Stephanie McMahon's Queen good for Dumb. you. That's brutal. I was actually gonna put that was down brutal. Like one anything the, associated with Stephanie McMahon. One of the lyrics is like like we're in a kingdom, but the king fell down, so now it's a queendom. And I'm like, what? I'm the dumb team. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, Triple H is still there. You know, the king didn't fall down. He's the also, king. that doesn't make fucking sense. No, when when a king dies, then if the queen takes over, guess what the, the, the thing is called? A kingdom! It doesn't change! Fuck, Steph. God damn it. And the number one pick, because it is god-awful. American males. American males. American males. That was also on the list I saw a lot. I never heard that theme. You've never. Oh my God! Do Count yourself, yourself lucky. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> listen to the American Males theme. It is awful, and I think it's the reason that uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell could not wait to be called Buff Bagwell in the NWO because he's like that theme song is significantly cooler than mine. Jeez. So that's my top five of the worst wrestling theme songs out there. Dave. American Wow. American. Really? You, are you questioning that? <laughs> no, I just I totally <laughs> forgot about that theme. Oh, here we go. Ben's gonna play it. We're, we're gonna get sued by Scotty Riggs and Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Alright, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Starts off not too bad. No, it gets worse. Hey, Scotty Riggs has uh, two eyes in this in this picture. Doesn't have the eye patch. 
Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> it sounds like the Muppets singing. What was that? WCW, baby. Oh my goodness. Okay. And you, know what, you know what the killer about that tune was? Is that WCW's music got better when Jimmy Hart got there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Like, he did a really good job, but he was there when that was made. Yeah. So it just goes to show, even if you're good at your job, sometimes you just have a bad day. Get ready to search another one, Ben. And, and, you, and you count and you, you do American Bills. Okay, so my top five. Number one, RTC. Because, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I think obviously it was done purposely. Oh, for sure. But still, it's, it's like, a heat magnet. No, don't do it again. Another one that I thought of in that vein was also um, Isaac Yankum's the the dentist. Of, just like, oh. see, oh, he, he's a dentist, so it actually made more sense. That's why I kind of gave it a pass. RTC is censorship, so the, eh, the yeah, no, that's just more sense too. That's stupid, but it, it makes awful. sense though. It makes sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, second one, Brie Bella's Brie mode. Brie mode. No, 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 no. I, uh, I'm actually no. with him on that one. That song was atrocious. Uh, yes, it was. Still is. This one, Ben, you'll have to look up. Rob Conway's Look At Me. No, no, I won't. Jesse? Look you know at song? me. Oh, okay. We're going to play, play it. Is that the it. one that kind of sounds like Paul Newman? Like yes. Trying to rip yes, Paul exactly. Newman? Yeah, yep. I've, I've heard that. I don't yep, know that one. Are we playing it? Yeah, I'm, I'm Everyone needs to hear this? That one drove me just... Uh, Being an apple. Yep. Sounds like Randy Newman. Did I say Paul Newman? Yeah, I don't I know. I meant Randy is. Newman, my bad. That's his cousin, isn't it? No. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Uh, the Goon. What? I hated The Goon's music. It's my personal I opinion. I There's no right or wrong answers. Why am I being attacked? coming out to music. Comes with the hockey sounds. It's like, yeah. It just drove Seriously? me mental as a kid. I hated it. I, I don't know. I think there's like, worse themes in I that attached, one. The, we all have worse themes in that one. There's like a top 50 we could have done. Uh, American males. <laughs> they, they take the fun crap. And the last one, Isaac Yankum. <laughs> I just... When you have entrance music as sound effects, it sounds amateur and yeah. it just sounds low-key stupid. Like, why are you using sound effects like farts as an entrance music? And a drill where, as a child, that traumatized me going to the dentist to hear that drill. Yeah. And now I gotta watch this seven foot guy with no teeth come out to it. Yes. It makes it worse. Surprised now, now you didn't say um, Gene Snitsky. It wasn't my fault. Uh, a lot of the, because, you know, I'm sure we all did the same thing. It's just like top or the worst Mine wrestling was finishers or worst wrestling theme songs, right? Just to kind of refresh your memory of the badness. <laughs> um,. X Factor's theme was like number one on many. But Uncle Cracker, but I I don't recall ever li- hearing it. It's such so, a decent song. So I couldn't I couldn't really like I went with songs that I like. When this came up, I I remembered. I'm like, oh, RBD. RTC was the first one here. Right to censor from there, you know. Like I didn't want to go search out, and I just remember um, I knew that like my first two picks. I actually wrote this down last week were Birth of Faye and American Males because I was like. Oh, fuck yeah. My first was RTC. Like, immediately I was like, RTC. And then there was a whole bunch I was considering, and I was like, no. They didn't annoy me as much as Isaac Yankum and the Goons and Rob Conway and Brie Bella. Oh. Brie Mode. That's a stupid. That's a so stupid. Oh, so let us know on Twitter, your guys' top five. Also, we are on TikTok. And I have to say that our results in the last two days have been amazing so thank you guys for all the likes we have hit 2,000 likes in two days we've hit 50,000 views on our hashtag in one day uh, uh, so how many yeah. times can you like it in one day how many times like what well if I go on TikTok and like it how much how many times a day can I like it maybe I, I can mean, double maybe can I can double it to like, 4,000 you can unlike like unlike unlike I think, unlike. I, I, think, I, think <laughs> I think that still counts as one like yeah it's still one oh, like yeah. you can you can like yeah. something once it's not like a live where you can hit hard you'll have to make uh, 1,999 uh, fake <laughs> so yeah Burner follow accounts. us on I don't want to say our hash our, uh, our handle on TikTok because Jesse makes fun of it all the time <laughs> <laughs> I will not you can say it C-I- I the ring media follow us uh we're constantly posting basically the the mission the mission for tiktok is just to share classic videos and just have fun and engagement and a lot of people are not happy with brock lesnar right now in the comments so <laughs> right. there's also a lot of engagement but yeah that was our top five and next week is 
top five female finishers. Not to be confused with what Jesse first said. (laughs) (laughs) It's now time for your beneficial facts. In Your House, Buried Alive took place on October 20th, 1996 at the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana in front of 9,649 fans. The tagline for this event was Dead Man's Paradise, Dead or Alive. So it kind of contradicts itself right off the bat. So a dead man can't be alive, so he has to be dead. Why wouldn't they just leave it at Dead Man's Paradise? Yeah, I don't know. It's like they... the, the, the Somebody in like marketing was like, Dead Man's Paradise. They were arguing. It needs a little bit more. Dead or alive. That's too much. We're going with it. Woo! Dead Man's Paradise, dead or alive, with the emphasis being on the word dead. Commentary was done by Vince McMahon, Jerry the King Lawler, and Jim Ross. Heel Jim Ross. I was going to say, was it really done by Jim Ross? Because his mic was never working. Well, he was there. <laughs> it's like you at work. You're there. Yeah. I get it. Uh, Buried Alive did a .4 buy rate equivalent to 100,000 pay-per-view buys with a live gate of $135,605. That's not bad for 9,000 people. Yeah. Is it it less than the last in-house? Yes. Yes. The buy rate went down. At this point in the Monday Night Wars, WCW had defeated WWF in the weekly TV ratings 18 straight weeks. So, four and a half months. This was the first WWF pay-per-view in which the active WWF World Heavyweight Champion did not compete on air at the show. Yeah. 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 This event would be the debut of Stone Cold's theme, Hell Frozen Over, which would be used as his theme with some minor adjustments to the theme throughout the rest of his career. Love this song. Yep. Barry Windham is back in the WWF, this time as the Stalker. I see big things happening for this new character. Yeah, never mind. This blew me away, this next one. The Executioner was played by Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And the Executioner was that masked guy at the yeah. end? Oh. That's ter- Terry Bam Bam Gordy. I was like, what? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Windham, yeah. Windham faced, faced Blackhawk, right? <laughs> or uh, Blackhawk? Who's Bradshaw, Blackhawk? sorry. When they face Bradshaw, where in on the card, on the oh free for all yeah oh I'm like you said when we came back we didn't I say how yet. I didn't know if you were gonna get to it I always tell them free for all and you scared matches. the shit out of me I thought you was gonna say when we debuted in this match you scared me because you said that match and I'm like uh because <laughs> it was advertised I didn't I didn't watch that match Stalker versus JBL yeah I'm sorry Justin Bradshaw <laughs> and I'm just like. Uh-oh. Did you miss the dot? <laughs> I missed the dot, guys. I missed the dot. We missed the dot. <laughs> so, originally, Farouk was supposed to have faced Mark Merrill for the Intercontinental Championship, but Ahmed Johnson decided when he woke up that morning, I'm just going to fuck that entire plan right up. So we well, injured Farouk during the free-for-all portion, so Merrill would instead face Goldust and all of his package showing through his bodysuit glory. Listen, Farouk had it coming. He, he did. Hey, I, hey, I didn't Listen. say he didn't have it. He didn't deserve it. But oh. Ahmed Johnson just woke up and said, nope, changing the plans. Hey, Max, a bitch. Me and my two by four. I don't condone two wrongs make a right. Yes, you do. <laughs> you do it all the time. They make a left. That, that may as well be the name of our podcast, Two Wrongs Make a Right. <laughs> or, or a left. Yeah, two right. Take two rights to make a left. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it's word of the deaf. You say one tagline, and then if someone says another, you put them together. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's better than uh, our <laughs> other alternative name for the podcast, the Nitpicky People's Podcast. <laughs> um, the dark match. Free for all res- uh, results are as follows. Uh, free for all match. The Stalker defeated Justin Hawk Bradshaw in 20 minutes. They went 20 minutes. 20. They went 20 minutes. Well, that's, glad we missed the dots. But that's, that's uh, free for all was a half an hour thing, right? Yeah. Give so like 20 minutes of that, 10 minutes of fluff. Um, Ahmed Johnson beating the shit out of Farouk with a 2x4. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, man. that whole scuffle, you know, one shot in the back of the head with a 2x4. I mean, that would work. One shot in the back of the head would yeah. be very effective. Dark matches after the pay-per-view went off air. The Godwins defeated the New Rockers in six minutes. 
Shawn Michaels defeated Goldust with the WWF title on the line in 13 minutes and 35 seconds. So... Uh, they couldn't find another guy for his So... He got two title matches in one a, night? Yeah, uh, and lost them both. So yes, Goldust had an intercontinental title match and a WWF title match in the same night at the same event. I don't know if that's ever happened. With anybody else today. Well, I haven't with Ben Suffield. And I see it in the WWF title match. In the same event. Yeah. I don't recall that. Yeah, I, 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 you'd have to look up pretty far through history. Well, no. Technically, Roddy Piper did it at the Rubble. Because he won the IC title that and then he was in the, the Rubble match for the WWF title. The title. So that yeah. counts. It so, counts. So I guess it's only the second time in history this has happened? Yeah. That's crazy. That's still pretty good. So having said that, yeah, these have been your your beneficial facts. First match of the evening, we got Hunter Hearst Helmsley facing Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Austin wins by pinfall at 15 minutes and 30 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? Uh, I love the arm drag into the finger salute by Austin. I I love the Austin, you know, it's building... I just the fans love him. Like you, you can't hate Austin at this point. Uh, I love the sleeper back and forth. Am I upsetting you, Jesse? <laughs> I just dropped my pen. I'm done with this. <laughs> uh, the sleeper back and forth spot I actually really enjoyed. Uh, I love the setup into the finish. I gave the match a B. A B? Yeah. Okay. A B. Ben. Here's what I appreciated the most in this match. Knees to the arm, knee drops, hip tosses, snap mares, Greco-Roman knuckle locks. Simplistic wrestling moves that you don't see anymore that you appreciate but took for granted. There's actually wrestling in this. Mm -hmm. And it was good. They used the basics. They told the story with the basics. You forget just how agile and nimble Austin was before his mobility got more limited as time went on. Before he had to start wearing like his knee braces and his neck injuries. Yeah, before he became the bionic redneck basically. exactly. Uh, Hunter was great in this. Uh, his heel work in the early years was fantastic. You could say it was game changing. Oh my god, I don't want to. Um, a little Every baffling. Game. A little baffling though to think that these two were the opening match. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, in a year's time, lots lots change. Two years time, especially. Yep. Three uh, years time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in four. <laughs> five years even. Okay, we can start. Actually, especially in five years. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was a great start to the uh, to the event and a great opening match. I, myself, gave it a B. Okay. I gave the match a C for beneficial. And this... No, for... <laughs> and this... That was so badly done. Yeah. I gave it a C for beneficial. <laughs> I said B. Yeah, yeah but, but I was starting it. and you're, you're just still on your tangents. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so I gave the match a C, and it's for, for two reasons. Number one, why the hell does the ref even care what Mr. Perfect is doing with with Hunter's girl? Oh, They're not in the match. The ref gets out there, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Maybe he's involved too. No! Oh. No! He wasn't. It Is doesn't it? matter. Jesse's warranted for his argument. <laughs> so that bothered me greatly. And also the Jim Ross stuff with the mic. I it was know it, so annoying. I know it's part of the character. And I know that it was like supposed to put put over how much of like an asshole he is. But I found Sound myself... I was distracted by it. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like... Yeah. Enough. 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 And then, he, and then he finished the match, I believe. And then he ended up leaving. Right? Like, or did he call a second match after that? I think it was only the one match. He ended up leaving. I'm like, thank fucking God. Because I was just, I was not. Hate to say this, but I didn't really give a fuck. I did. It bothered me greatly. So, but the match itself, solid. Great work by those two. Oh, no. What I mean by, uh, like, I didn't give a fuck if it, like, he left or. Yeah. 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 The next match is for the WWF Tag Team Titles. We got the Smoking Guns facing Owen Hart and British Bulldog. Hart and Bulldog are the champions going in. The Guns, uh, Billy specifically, is fighting for Sonny's love. So a lot on the line here. 
But sadly, Owen and Bulldog win by pinfall at 9 minutes and 17 seconds. No love for Billy. Ben, what was your thoughts? Uh, well, one of my thoughts was, would somebody please fix JR's goddamn headset already? Oh, so he wasn't for the second match. Okay. I guess so. No, okay. Guess me not giving a flying fuck didn't <laughs> count for anything. Um, the distorted mic isn't helping. It's not helping. Like, it's, it's not adding... Are we trying to value get, to the show. Are we trying to get the commentator over or the wrestlers? Yes. Like what's yes. Like, yes, exactly. I should have the distorted mic when we had a horribly distorted mic. Yeah, ironically. <laughs> yeah. Um, watch, the mic's going to get distorted as soon as I talk, start talking about distorted Why mics. would you say that? Murphy's Law won't happen now. Watch. Sounds like Ben's Law now. Yeah. I have a restraining order against Murphy's Law. Cool. Um, which means it's not going to come to fruition. Um, I see what you mean with chemistry between Owen and Billy Gunn. I actually mm-hmm. made a point to actually watch that. I said that. D- <laughs> D- D- Take it all credit. DVD. DMB. The whole effort show. I can't do both arms though, just the one. It's copyright. Is JR on the phone half this match? He's trying to get a hold of tech support. Like, well, it sounds like he's on the phone. <laughs> Have you tried to unplug it and plug it back in? You don't think I tried that first? Have you tried, you know, just using a completely different headset except for the one that you have? Oh like, my God. I'm sure there's other sets. Well, this is what I mean. Like, the, like I, You're I, not all my notes aren't on a fucking match. It's on yep. JR with his shit. JR got over. Like I, I know he's just kind of he's following his orders with his character and all that. I know he's going by the script, but Jesus, it, it's not a good script. Okay, Bart wasn't nearly as bad in this match, but how do you not notice somebody grabbing your pants by your ass? <laughs> it's hard to make a case for Bart. Yes, when stuff is. like that happens. There's yes, it is. Bulldog's hand is on his ass, on his pants, holding on to it with the belt. So you know there's a hand there. And he's just like, eh. Must be the ref. The ref that's standing in front of me. But somehow he's doing this. Maybe it's Sonny. I don't know. But I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> so I gave the match a C because I liked Bulldog and Owen in this match. They were entertaining as all hell, like usual. But uh, yeah, the smoking guns... They're fizzling. Uh, they're they're not smoking. Yeah, they're they're just guns now. Dave, um, I love watching Billy Gunn sell and bump. Like his snap bumps are so gorgeous. Uh, Bart refuses to sell anything though. There was a spot where he takes a double close on it and just gets up. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he drove me mental this match. On top of the Jim Ross situation. Uh, I love how Bulldog and Bart had teamwork at the end that cost them the sidewinder. Um, it's always nice to see the opposition help you mm-hmm. in the finish. Mm-hmm. Especially when Bulldog is like, you can tell, he's like, holy hell. Can we get this spot over with? Because I'm sitting here just holding you. He's not attacking like, you. He's holding his just pants holding, your belt. holding his dick in his like, other hand. Like, I'm Jesus. Just like, this is, um, so basically, I gave the match a C. Because I really enjoyed Billy, Owen, and Bulldog. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed their work more than the stupid finish and Bart's inability to sell. Still. Even after we've yelled at him every podcast, he still hasn't improved. Why couldn't he figure this out for 24 years? (laughs) What a dick. Um, It was a punch some sense in him. I give this match a D. I can see that. Yeah, sure enough. Because Bart Gunn is doing a... Doing a bang up job of trying to take the tool of the night from Jim Ross. He's really trying hard. Because again with the fucking Irish whip with this yeah. guy. He goes to like like Irish whip Owen and Owen bounces <laughs> against the ropes and he stops him and turns him and throws him into a corner. And I'm like, do you not know what the fuck you're supposed to do in the ring? Does nobody talk to you? Do you not listen? Maybe that's a northern Irish whip instead uh, of just a regular Irish whip. Or they do it twice. You don't know that. What a stupid fuck. And and the finish too. Um, like what what didn't help was when Billy went up to the top. He slipped. Yeah. So he had to reset his feet, and that's what caused the whole thing. And like shit ass timing. I get that, but still it looked fucking ridiculous. And 
you had the announcers trying to be like, oh, Billy was looking for Sunny. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? She wasn't even there. This makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> so the finish was as as Billy gets up top to go f- and they're going to go for the sidewinder. Bulldog comes in and then pulls Bart out of the way as Billy launches off the rope. He misses and then Owen hits the spinning heel kick on on Bart to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bart. That was it. But the problem was Bulldog, like like Ben David said, was sitting there for a good twenty seconds. I felt like and just like hiding trying to hide behind Bart and I'm like Bulldog you're fucking huge and also Billy is standing tall he's high so he can see over Bart where you are <laughs> well obviously he couldn't <laughs> so just not a good not a good well, he couldn't see Bulldog he was looking for Sonny that's, that's true that's true he's like Sonny I would be looking for Bulldog if I was Sonny. looking for Sonny like, I, like <laughs> Bulldog probably was like I want to call an audible and just run against the ropes and knock off Billy yeah Cause it's like, That's what should have happened. He should have been like, oh, he slipped? Okay, I'll just hit the ropes. Yeah. Because it's like, it looks so stupid, and Bulldog is such a professional, and so is Owen, so it's like, really? This should not have happened. Yeah. The next match is for the Intercontinental title. We got Goldust facing Wildman Mark Merrow. Marco. Merrow. And Merrow is the champion going in, and he wins by pinfall at 11 minutes and 38 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? This match totally felt 11 minutes. Uh, for the good first portion, I didn't care. I just, I'm like, because you know. thought that Goldust was going to have a match later for the WWF title. Yeah, like, I just, I wanted to see that. I didn't want to see this. It was just, it felt like I've seen this match before. Nothing was really standing out, but then I saw the victory roll reversal from the curtain call, which I thought was really nice. Uh, the debut of the Merrill Salt, from what I remember seeing it, I don't think we saw it at this point yet. The Merrill Salt, he did it standing though. Goes yeah. to standing when he hit it, so that was nice. Uh, I do have to do a, a conversation about the fans. There was a fan in a red shirt and a fan to his right in a black shirt. Ah, uh, yes. They would not stop touching the wrestlers. Yes. They would not stop touching the wrestlers. They were even trying to help Goldust up, and then they're trying to help Merrill up. Oh, throw your hands to yourself. Because I'm, I kept it was distracting me. I was like, "Where's security?" Yeah, I'm like, "Get these you damn know, so fans Sable back!" Was nowhere near that side. She yeah, saw that. she's, she's like, like mm. "I'm gonna stay over here." With uh, so that we'll was a dis- each other. that was a distraction. And then I believe Jim Ross was not around this time, or was he? Don't no, tell. I couldn't tell. Nope, Mister Mister Perfect was now the announcer. Okay, uh, so right. yeah, so that was that was gone. Uh, but because I just didn't feel anything different or. Excited from the match, I gave it a I gave it a D. I just was not feeling it. Ben, I don't get Mar- uh, Marrow's pyro in this. Remember at the beginning, he's got like that stupid pyro thing. He's got like uh, he's got a spinny, sparkly. And he's it's got supposed a- to be wild. It is. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> that's know. wild. Listen, he came from shooting confetti. Okay, that's got to be pretty wild to him. Benny was actually kind of unique. The Bad Blasters? It would suck to clean up, though. Yeah, exactly. Every every wrestler after him had confetti on their back. And And every wrestler in WWE has gold sparkles on their back. Yeah, fucking fucking old WCW guys ruining everything for everybody. (laughs) I mean, overall, it was just okay. I cringed a little at Marrow's head scissor. Mm. Uh, Goldust works a little more aggressive, which I liked. Uh, Perfect and Lawler's bantering on commentary took some shine away from the match and interesting how the mic isn't uh, giving Perfect any trouble. Um, Laughed my ass off when Goldust um, was trash talking the crowd. Yeah, stick my tongue down all your throat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that Nothing shit. Nothing like some good old homophobia to make you the heel. <laughs> oh my god. I laughed so hard when he did that. It's just his voice. You just can't take him seriously. He's probably trying not to laugh, too. Um, yeah, where's the security to stop these two fans from touching the wrestlers? Like, stop. It's driving me batty. Like, don't they say at the beginning of every, like, show, you are not allowed to touch the wrestlers or throw shit at the wrestlers? Or But then again, Goldust did say he was going to stick his tongue down their throats. So maybe he's inviting it? I'm just kidding. It's all. <laughs> I'm just joking. I was like, are we really going to try to justify this? Jesse, go. <laughs> um, 
Marrow nailed uh, the wild thing pretty good there. Yes, this one good. this one looked better. Yeah. His knees were tucked sooner than later. Mm. And I gave the match, uh, gave the match a C, but yeah, like Dave said, it, was, it felt 11 minutes. It was just okay. I also gave the match a C. Uh, why the fuck is the ref trying to break up the shit between Mr. Perfect and Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Like, again... And, and you know what the killer was? It was the same ref as in the first fucking match. <laughs> so, like, he just does not get it. And I'm just like, what are you doing? It has no bearing on the match at all. Neither guy are in the match. Neither guy entered the ring. What's he going to call this qualification exactly. if somebody gets hit? Exactly. Uh, Goldust qualified. doesn't fucking matter. Also, I cannot stand the way Goldust is trying to set up that final curtain. He, he throws him into the turnbuckle, which is fine, chest first. And then he punches him in, like, the kidney to make him, like, bend backwards. Guys can't bend backwards. It doesn't work, Goldust. And, like, because he punches him, and then Meryl's like, uh, okay, I don't know what to do here. Because I, ah! yeah, I can't, I can't, like, bend my spine that way. Neck bridge. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, Goldust. You know what would be a kind of cool setup, though? Is if he knees in the back, gets the head bent, and then does, like, the, the Goldust rub in the... No, it. you can't knee in the back because they can't fucking bend that way. Someone added your aggression. God! <laughs> Barrow hit the wild thing to win the match. It was okay. See? The next match is the number one contenders match for the WWF title and also build the Battle of the Powerbomb. The Battle of the Masters of the Powerbomb. Is that what they call it? That's what I call it. Oh, okay, cool. It's Psycho Sid facing Vader, and Sid wins by pinfall in eight minutes flat. Ben. Now, Sid's pyro, I do get. <laughs> Sid. <laughs> ah, it spells his name. I understand. This. I get that. I get that. I can get behind that. The Battle of the Masters of the Powerbomb. Uh, that's all there is to talk about with uh, Sid and Vader. Powerbombs. With, uh, you know, the pre-match stuff that they're doing. It's like... That's it. Power bombs. All right. So angry. And then shot on Shawn Michaels on commentary was not good. He's like, you know, he was slurring. Vader's tough, but Sid is tough. I'm like, thanks for your commentary. (laughs) Not tougher. Tough. (laughs) I don't know if Shawn was under the influence of. Oh, he he sure was. Like, he he was was slurring. He made a sophomore joke to Lawler. Like, Lawler's like, why don't you cut your hair? And he like he said something about like, why do you think I got this mop out? I'm like. Yeah, it doesn't really answer the question. Yeah, and I was just like, what? You just answered but the question by asking another question. He's probably pilled up, and he's like, hey, hey, hey. I got soft spots everywhere. I'm he's like, coming. I'm like, are you coming on to the king? Like, what, are you, what are you doing? Um, see, a great big man battle. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's what the thing about there's meaningness, meaningfulness to this match. Number one contendership, so there's actually like a level of a little bit of excitement for this match. Uh, some small glitches outside of Sid's uh, post-match promo, but uh, nothing too, <laughs> but nothing too cringing. Um, Sid with an over-the-top rope sunset flip. If that doesn't support the whole theory of trying new things theory, I don't know what is. It does support that theory. It does. You are correct. That was, I thought that was pretty badass that he did that. I was like, holy shit, and he actually nailed it. Did anybody else think when he went to the top to double, double axe handle and like have a flash forward to what he like? Oh uh, no! Don't say it. Right? Yeah. Oh. And I was like, don't do it. Don't say the hockey stick. Don't oh. do it. And like in like five years, this is gonna go really bad for you. Really fucking bad. Um, both made each other look really strong. A uh, great feel to a number one contendership match. Um, I'm liking Sid's run right now. Like he's firing all all cylinders. And then the beginning of the match, too, like when um, Vader goes to clothesline Shawn Michaels, misses, and then clothesline Sid, and Vader looks up at him. He's like, oh, this isn't Shawn Michaels. Uh, all right. But, uh, yeah, I gave the match a B. I really enjoyed this. Dave? Uh, the height that Sid got on his leg drop was crazy. Yeah. Like, he went, like, way, like really high. Like, Vader can go high, but he went high. <laughs> <laughs> That great uh, commentary <laughs> is brought to you from by Dave. <laughs> I really have a high Yes, yes, yes. One guy can go high, but the you other can guy go high. can go really high. high. Yeah. Uh, I felt this match was the best match suited for Sid. Just two big guys going at it. Uh, they 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 uh, 
made it about the power bombs, and I like how they we both, saw no power you know, bombs. We saw no power bombs, <laughs> but they they teased it, so it made them both look strong in that sense. I gave the match a C. I gave the match a D. I was bored by it, to be honest. Um, Who asked I, your opinion anyway? No one suggested what's your thoughts. You asked us what our thoughts are. I didn't ask you what your thoughts. But as the host, I can just give my <laughs> thoughts. That, that's the power I have. Um, the host? Yeah, he's the host. The host with the most. I just, I disagree with you on the, like, that Sid, this is a good match for Sid. I feel like Sid works best with a smaller guy that can bump for him and make him look like yes, really better matches, yeah. Okay, granted. Right, that that's yeah. or or more like Vader is athletic, but not at this time. Oh. Like Vader from a year previous, they would have had a banger of a match. But like now, I don't know. I just want. I was kind of bored, but I was also annoyed by Sean on commentary. <laughs> I was like, what the? And I was annoyed they went to a double screen. Yes. For about three minutes of the match, and I, I had to watch Sean all pilled up, making stupid snarky comments, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was a night of the commentators, for sure. Yeah, and weird... weird Not in a good way. Yeah, no. weird, weird booking by... Most of our conversations have been about the commentating. And that's not good. That's uh, not good too ominous, but a commentator got too old tonight for me. Um, so the finish was Sid ducked a clothesline and then hit a choke slam, which looked good. What? You're scowling. Is that not right? I just realized I have a stupidity moment that just happened right now. So. Oh. We'll look into it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a surprise. Okay. <laughs> surprise! Damn, surprising stupidity moment! Yeah. Uh, ding, ding, ding! Uh, so yeah, he hits the choke slab to win, so he's going to be the... He's the number one contender. He shakes Sean's hand and then cuts a really awkward promo in the back, and everything's right in the world of the master and ruler of the world. And Powerbomb. And Powerbomb. In the main event of Daddy. the evening... <laughs> Every time I can't get it. I can't get it. Like it's conditioning. I'm conditioning. Well, sometimes I'm able to say main event of the evening and then Dang. pause. Daddy, or it's like main daddy. Like okay, that's just daddy. daddy. <laughs> main daddy of the night. <laughs> we have the buried alive match between mankind and Undertaker, and the object of this match is basically what it says in the title. You gotta. Put your guy in a grave and bury him. If you're Dusty Rhodes in the back during a production meeting, how, how do you think he's describing this match? Well, you're the only one that can do a Dusty Rhodes impression, so I, I'm assuming you I tell you, you what, something. Daddy, we got the Undertaker, Mankind, if you will. We're going to have them We're gonna have them battle in the ring. They're going to go back and forth. They're going to hit each other with dirt and the shovel. They're going to bury each other in the ground. We're going to execution the Daddy. He's going to come out and one up that big Undertaker in the back of the head with a shovel and bury him with... Ten centimeters of dirt, if you will. Good impression, but with Dusty, you need to make up words. You don't. You didn't make up enough words in there. I was on the spot, man. I know. I thought you'd be working. You, you, you gotta. You can't say Undertaker. You gotta make up like like me Mark or something like that. Like go back to what he was. You can never do a Dusty impression again because you just did not sound like a yeah, guy at all. Me Mark. Me Mark. You sound like Taker from uh, yeah. Suburban Commando. Gonna catch you, Ramsey. Um, <laughs> Undertaker wins by burial at unknown time because I did not write wrestling it down. <laughs> by burial by burial at an unknown time because I just refused to write it down. So I what do you think it. about that? The wrestler lost because he was buried. Imagine yeah. that. Yes, and it wasn't yeah. by Triple H. Hmm. Oh. Or Cena. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Snaps yeah. or James Ellsworth. Um, uh, <laughs> this casting of shade has been brought to you by <laughs> anything blocking the sun. All right, Dave, what were your thoughts? I have a lot. Okay, tell me. Oh, about the match. Okay, um, the rolling small package spot had me laughing. Was that was that was I <laughs> yes. was laughing at that? Yes, and I laughed. The Benny Hill theme song in the head. They were just like what made me what laugh. Was when, what made me laugh was when Undertaker went for it, and I was like. Huh? Is this <laughs> and then they rolled down the dirt, and I was like, oh, Jack okay. and Jill went up the hill to touch a pail of water. <laughs> so that, after, I, I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. Because I had that Jack and Jill song on my head, I had the Benny Hill theme song, I had so much stuff happening. I was like, oh my god, I gotta you know, stop. 
Uh, Mankind's bumps in this match, as usual, were insane. Violent. Holy cow, this guy just... My favorite thing of the whole match was when he went for the pinfall, Mankind. And Rex like, what are you doing? And then Mankind started pulling out his hair. Yeah. Like, he was frustrated, like, I can't get him to the... To the uh, gravesite, if you will. The grave. Yeah, yeah, gravesite, yeah. yeah. He's like, and I just love how he does the small mannerisms that show his character so well. I don't have much notes, actually, on the match because I gave it an A. I was just loving it. I'm loving this rivalry. Ben, talk about a gimmick match that is completely tailor-made to two individuals. Yes. Like, versus the boiler room. Well, who else can be in this match, really? Well, Vince McMahon can, but Vince McMahon is just so batshit crazy that you can kind of fit him into almost anything. <laughs> um, lots of back and forth between, lots of back and forth walking between the ring and the grave. That was frustrating. After it it a while. was a little because it makes no sense, like uh, character-wise. Like, why are you? Going oh, I'm beating him. I better take it back to the ring. Like. You know, it like, felt like the oh, hog pen match with the uh, yes with Triple H and I, that's an excellent Hager example. Hog. Actually, that's an uh, excellent hog. example. I got something right. That's huh. an excellent example. Yeah, one a week, one a week. Okay, you lost it. Um, <laughs> and I was gonna say, three I, recently, I just recently right <laughs> time. Jesus, I love Paul Bearer in the background going, "He will die." Oh yes, I'm like, um, <laughs> you're promoting murder. What? Yep. Okay. WWF, um, where we murder people. <laughs> and bury them. If it involves mankind and the Undertaker. Uh, more violent bumps in this one from oh. both, really. And, um, I mean, this type of match had to be the main event. Daddy. You know. Um, that chair shot from Taker. Yes. Mankind on his I'm back. I'm so glad they yes. banned chair shots to the head. It's one of the... Now. It, it's one of the first times I've seen in WWF that a guy, like... Unprotected? Wall up the guy in the back with full speed. Um, before you would have Hogan, where he just hold out the chair. And be <laughs> you like, run into it. <laughs> Please run into this for me. Run um, into this, brother. Yeah, uh, I'm not counting ECW in this, obviously, because that's a whole different brand. Oh god, or a whole different show. And it's like, oh, okay, can't wait till we get to those. Um, the Executioner here, kind of hokey, and I mean. WCW has an argument saying that the WWF at this time was all like cartoon character mm-hmm. driven. They but got still, an argument there. Yeah, for sure. And, and and McMahon definitely is going back to what he knows. What worked in 1989, he figures will work again in 1996. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you've him... been looking at the ratings, but you know, four months, it's like, yeah, maybe you want to redirect. Yeah. It's and coming. he does eventually. It's coming. So it's coming. It. It's coming. It, okay. Um, well, that was aggressive. Yeah, it was kind of aggressive and kind yeah. of unwarranted. I realize now that what I just said was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you you had an excellent <laughs> point. Now you turn around, suck it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's coming, so suck it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, uh, okay. Are you ready? I guess I wasn't for that. Just foreshadowing what's going um, to come soon. Is that the bottom line? Yes. Did that just go over your head? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, The match was okay to me. Uh, It does provide some decent entertainment. Uh, The concept of the match is too unusual to not watch it. Mm. You got it. It's like burial. What? Okay. I guess it is. The hand coming out of the grave is basically why they had the match as far as I'm concerned. Because that shot with Undertaker. It was a cool visual. It is, but I'm like, that's exactly why they had the match. It's 10 days before Halloween. You know, Undertaker's day. He's got to come out of the ground like a zombie. I'm like, ah, ha, 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 okay, I get it now. I gave the match a C. Really? Yeah, I mean. Fair enough. Nothing I hadn't already seen, but it's just, there's just things about the match that I was just kind of like, okay, uh, continuity here. I know continuity is hard to find, but um, yeah, the small package, the going back and forth. I've got an advantage over him, but I have to go take him back to the ring. Uh, uh, but you're, oh, and the ending of the match is at the finish is actually another reason why I actually docked it, Marks. Why? Because well, they covered uh, mankind with like. You know, ten centimeters of dirt, and then he said, "Oh, ring the bell. He's buried." I'm like, um, "He's just dirty." 
He's not buried. Yeah. Ref's, I mean, if they kind ref's of... discretion, though. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> dare he put safety first? A ref, uh, yeah. well, and then take off when Undertaker's being buried. Like, oh shit. Say, well, I'm done. I already declared a winner. All right, you guys, just you gotta, you guys gotta help him out when he's like, oh yeah, 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 we'll dig him out. Okay, I'm out of here, guys. Yeah, go to the bar. <laughs> go punch the clock. Let's get out of here. So uh, yeah, what you got? I gave the match an eight. Not as good as their boiler room brawl, but these are the only two guys, like Ben said, that could that could make this kind of match work. And Vince McMahon. And well, I didn't think that, but I I, <laughs> I thought these two guys. Um, they had great chemistry throughout the entire thing. They did. The walking back and forth was kind of annoying, but when they're in the ring, the work was really good. When they're at the gravesite, besides the small package down the, the hill there, it was pretty good. Uh, the finish was kind of cool. Undertaker chokes on mankind into the grave. That looks stiff as shit. That's a bump you can't really <laughs> yeah. prepare for. Uh, okay. So that, that's how Undertaker wins. And then afterwards, uh, Masked Man, who then revealed to be the, uh, what you say, the executioner, executioner uh, comes in and attacks Taker. And then he gets Mankind out of the grave, puts Taker in it, and then they bury him. And all the heels come out. You got Bradshaw. All Elm, seven of them. Crush. I can't remember. Crush is back in WWF at this time. Yes, yep, I looking forgot completely different. That. Then, as as the pay-per-view is going off the air, you have the lightning bolt towards the gravestone, and then Undertaker's hand popping out, which was a pretty awesome visual, just like Ben said. they That was the whole point of the goddamn yep. thing, to have his hand pop out of the fucking grave. Um, I liked it. Solid work. I was really impressed with Undertaker in this one. So... And now it's time for tonight's premier performer. And tonight's tool of the night. My premier performer. Sorry, workhorse. Work workhorse. You transition. Know. Transition. Transition. Why did you try to sound my. so sophisticated? <laughs> my. <laughs> Yeah, this pinky up when he did it too. Yeah. My workhorse of the night is um, Sid. Like okay. just liked him in this, and uh, my tool is uh, actually Mr. Perfect. No, oh, all right. Because he, like, dude, like, you do not need to be in three matches. Apparently, he does. Well, but, but he's, why? But, but he's perfect. He's in three matches. He's Dude, perfect. He was three a perfect out of five tool. matches. He's in three matches to promote his one match the next night. <laughs> He's the perfect <laughs> tool for this event. There you are. My score is actually six out of ten. Dave, I'm going to read it how it should be written, not how it's written. Oh, because <laughs> right now, yeah, my workhorse performer is Psycho Sid because he tried a couple new things in this match and this they went sunset well. Sunset flip. They went well. His the light drop. He went higher than Hogan. Hey, no. Why? <laughs> How many guys does he beat with that leg drop? At this point, none. That's right. Uh, and my tool is Bart Gunn. Because he can't Bart sell. fucking Gunn. Yeah, it's just... He's consistent. I think this is the third pick in a row. He's been He's going to earn your tool of the year. Basically. Yep. Uh, my sure. overall score is 6 out of 10. My overall score was 5 out of 10. Workhorse of the night, The Undertaker. And Tool of the Night, Jim Ross, because that shit was annoying. So, Ross so was, was in consideration. Shit? It was horse shit. So you're horse shit? Ah, horse shit! <laughs> this is some good horse shit! What? Vincent <laughs> Manny always says it's good shit. Yeah, but it isn't good horse shit. I'm, Have you I'm, ever had good horse shit? Yeah. Like, you just tell us, it. tell us about it. You, you had it, but you ruined it. You ruined it. That's what I do. Well, on that note, thank you very much. For, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. For you listening. have one job. One job. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. You're blackballed. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week with WCW Halloween Havoc 1996. Damn it. With the main event of Savage versus Hogan for the title. Okay. Oh, yes. They're going to um, snap into it. Oh, my God. 
I don't Brother. Know, I don't know if I can top that. Also, uh, the weekly body slam will be doing our top five female wrestling finishers. I was about to say something else. <laughs> can we just do it and just get it over with just so we don't have to keep dancing around the subject? That's what I tell my wife every night. On that note, have a good night, everybody. All right.